Welcome to today's episode. We have a special guest, Dr. Mansi. Welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation today. Me too. Me too. For our audience who are learning about you for the first time, uh, a few things I want to share about you is that you are traditionally educated as a medical professional, medical doctor, and to your own experience, your own challenges and ailments, you actually went on a journey that led you to alternative medicine and not just alternative medicine, but ultimately into alternative investments, which I'm really excited to hear more about that, that here in today's interview. And also you and your partner, John, who's also a guest earlier on our show, together you two host retreats and events and mastermind programs, which attract really phenomenal high-level human beings who are also into alternative health and alternative investments. So really excited to hear your expertise today on how your, your retreats are so uh, unique, especially the experiences that you guys create that had basically the next retreat already sold before the end of your event. So yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Let's dive into this whole retreat that we're creating and I'm excited to speak on this. Yeah. So when it comes to experiences with retreats, I know you said that's where you feel you is something that you do very well. Uh, you mentioned in the green room that there's three elements of the experience that you focus on to really create that world-class engagement. Um, i curious, just go ahead and turn the mic over to you and love to hear what those three points are. Well, to begin with, people who are coming there, they are there to learn something. They are there to see things in a different way than that they have already been seeing. So we're big on experiential learning model. And what that means is that whenever we present on a topic, there is in-depth exercise and then there is application of that concept where people can see what they can do next right away in their life and what was it that they were doing that wasn't working for them. Great. So creating an experiential learning model at the event. I'm curious, could you give us an example of what that looks like? Maybe something that you do within your own event? Yeah. One I would say was we had a little walking meditation with the music that was going on as a part of one of the things we were doing. And then we had just random stopping point and then you just completely are in front of someone that you haven't really chosen. It's just happened. And then we would ask you to share something that you have never shared with someone. And you're just like, wow, now why is this happening? What's happening? And then the breakthroughs that people get from that, because what happened with me was I had someone who had a relationship that they were not feeling fulfilled about. And then my intuition started helping me get answers for them. So it was very deep and many layers. Another one was cradling. So we had a community member who was going through a divorce and a very big heartbreak from a 22-year-old marriage. And we did cradling for her, So which that meant was the whole group of 40 people came together and we lifted her up and then everybody put healing energy into her cradle. And then we had a song that would really help her shed what was uh, her old self and what wasn't serving her and how to move forward 
with the new uh, person that she's becoming from this divorce and the strength that she would need. Like people were in tears by the end of this whole thing and how many lives were shifted and what people experience is magical. Beautiful. Thank you for those couple of examples of how you create those unique learning models. Yeah, I've seen the cradling concept done before at a retreat. And at first I was like, what is that? Seems a little weird. But, but then afterwards, what people reported was that it was the, one of the most memorable moments of their entire experience to have that support and that level of trust that they got to experience. And it's really unique. It's cool to hear that something that you do as well. I didn't know that anybody else <laughs> did a similar thing. Wow. Yeah, we did that on the last day as a closing act before all the acknowledgments. And the people were just so moved. They still live that moment when they're still in their own homes, right? And the person who, were, who was cradle has completely become a new person and just living the most beautiful, fulfilling life, even though has been through one of the biggest heartbreaks and life-changing events of her life. So. Something like that is just priceless. Beautiful. Great. Yeah. So unique experiential models and unique learning models. And that's being one of them. Anything else you want to share as an example of the experiential learning models that you do? Yeah, we can do one on tax strategies that was there. The former Chicago Bulls, Chris Gandy is our tax strategist for the retreats and all the members attending. And he did a 90-minute presentation. And then uh, he went through seven tax codes in that. And it was just so much fun. People truly wanted him to talk for another couple hours. It was just like they didn't want him to stop. And it was not boring. It was very highly interactive. It was applicable. There were exercises inbuilt where it was shifting them and how they thought. And uh, a lot of people changed their tax strategies for 2024. So something like that. Another one was I did a LinkedIn a program where basically at the end of it was people got at least two recommendations from other people there. So it's moving them forward in their business profile and in their life mission to serve others because that's when LinkedIn algo will push you to other profiles that are your ideal clients. So just things like that is just this is some of the examples. There's many more, but I would keep some as secrets, right? Be willing to come and experience what it is. Just this is it's just magical for me and everybody who experiences it. Beautiful. Thank you for giving those extra examples. And yeah, the moment you said, hey, you came up with seven tax strategy, I was like, oh man, that must have been boring. <laughs> but clearly I... you found a way to create an interactive and a way to teach it where it wasn't. And people actually took action on that. So it's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about, right? Like when it comes to learning and shifting your old ways of doing something to new. Yeah. Okay. So experiential learning model being one of the three points. And then what's the second uh, point that you were going to share? So I come from India and for us, food is a big love language. So we consider everybody who comes to our house as our guest and we should feed them the best quality of food. And that's how I grew up. So that was a non-negotiable for me is to have all organic, locally sourced, a local chef who's honored. And we had all the food on the house and it was vegan, organic, gluten-free and just very yummy. So people 
like today, they all took the cookbooks from the chef and now they're cooking at home from those recipes because it was so good. And I was able to convert a lot of people to veganism where at least they don't see it as something that's a chore or a difficult thing. They are like, wow, this is, we're open to go to vegan restaurants now. That's cool. Yeah. So before, by having some stigma of what veganism is and having a few delicious options that help them open up to that idea. We hosted a retreat as well earlier this year and actually have one that's coming early next year. And that's one of the things that we also doubled down on was gourmet quality food, you know, not all vegan, but primarily vegan options. And I got the same feedback. People that had never really eaten vegan before all of a sudden were like, we're not going to become vegan, but we're open to going to a vegan restaurant. And many of them walked away having lost some weight too. That wasn't even the intention necessarily. They, it makes a difference. The food makes a difference. It's great to hear that you actually incorporate as part of the experience of having the best food that you possibly can for your experience. Yes. It's a non-negotiable for nourishing the body. When you nourish the body, you nourish the soul. And then life is just beautiful. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the food? Because part of what you do is alternative medicine and health-related breakthroughs. Anything else you want to say about the food and how that's part of the unique experience? Absolutely. Food is oxygen to the body. And when we do not pay attention to the quality of this, that's when our organs hurt and toxins, they pile up. And we know that the food chain is not the same. There is a lot of depletion in the soil. You need to have more of what used to be, say, if you got five servings of orange giving you a certain amount of vitamin C, the same amount of vitamin C now is now it's extracted from 50 is the new research, right? So just high quality food is non-negotiable for the body to thrive. And then when these experiences happen, we go with these retreats are long. Like we go from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. So all you get is bedtime and then that's it. Like you are with people and there's a lot of energy exchange. So we want to make sure you're really, I would say, energy wise, you're really lifted. Like we are charging your batteries, not draining them. Mm, beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And what about your third point? You mentioned there's a third point to your area of focus with your experience. Yes. The third point I would say is bringing the best of the facilitators, people who are so passionate about what they do. They're not doing it because they want to make a living. They're doing it because that's their life's calling. They're doing it because that's their passion. And they've made sure that their passion is now correlated to their career. And they're successful. They're not just getting by. They're really successful. They're doing well. So there's a lot of abundance mindset. And when those type of people come and give from their true essence and heart, like people can't help it, but shift and notice and apply, right? So again, another example is Chris Gandhi or me and John were truly living in our dharma. We had a tribal dancing group that facilitated the heart-based movement to just channel a lot of generational traumas that you can really heal from. And then also at the same time, when you're an entrepreneur, you're really flowing in your creative energy. And then 
a lot of people slept. So it was at night and then they slept. And the next morning they had some of the biggest breakthroughs. When they woke up, they were not the same person. Wow. Wow. Remarkable. Yeah. They say proximity is power is what one of my mentors taught me. And just getting into proximity with other very high caliber, high quality people and the power that comes from that. And it sounds like that's one of the areas of focus is making sure that you have high caliber people all together during your event. In fact, I think you mentioned in the green room that you have an event in March that's coming up 24 called the Red Pill Experience. Is that yes. right? March 2024, it's on the 25th and it's called the Red Pill Experience. So that's our series. It's called RPXP Retreat and RPXP stands for Red Pill Experience. Beautiful. Why do you call it the Red Pill Experience? Because we are so accustomed to living a certain way. And I like to use the term matrix because we are in a matrix that's got blind spots and we have been trained a certain way to look at things a certain way. And there's so much more to life. There's so many more possibilities that you can create. And I came from India and I was amazed at how Americans live. And I love this country. This is my country. And I was committed to shifting the paradigms and how people live because I know a better way to live. And I was like, how can I add value to people here? And that's when I met John. It was just like amazing how we both saw from the same lens. It's, we all have lenses. And then when you find your people that can see through life through the same lens, you're like, wow, you got the same lens. And wow, we can magnify this uh, lens because it's magnificent. It's coming from light. It's uh, beautiful. It can help people live the most fulfilling life. So why not? Let's add value to earth. Leave it better than you found. Amazing. Yeah. Wake up from the matrix and live an alternative life. Yeah. Um, you know, alternative investments and alternative uh, health, living a, a better life, which I know you mentioned that was part of your experience and your story as well. Uh, mm -hmm. What's spent for? This event is for high-level CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, and people from the matrix who know a little bit and they have a big itch to go down the rabbit hole and they know that there is something on the other side that could really, truly help them live more sovereign. Beautiful. And you mentioned that, again, you have your own health story and how you're now the living, breathing kind of example of how this works. Maybe sharing a little bit about your story, how you went from a medical professional, some of your health ailments, and also financial things that you navigated to now be living alternative health and alternative investments. I think that'll help give some context to your event. Totally, totally. So I grew up in India and my family's been very spiritual, they're vegan, and there's a lot of things as core principles that was taught. Like I learned meditation at the first time I was five years old. That's when I sat down, closed my eyes, and I had to quiet my mind. And my grandma was a big advocate of learning all these things growing up. Nutrition was put at the forefront of how we cooked and ate. Fruits was a big part of our daily diet, right? So all of that was my building blocks. And then things got a little muddled because of the way the world markets things. I got into the mainstream of medical profession. 
And then while I was in that program, because I wasn't living authentically to my dharma, I got very sick because I had forgotten some of my building blocks and then I was not living properly, but my lifestyle wasn't that great. You know, as a student, like you just go out and you drink sometimes because you're just now 21. So all of that happened. And then I got sick in my graduate program at 23 with massive gut issues. So that was the first time I broke free from all the confusion around the health matrix and then really went down the rabbit hole of alternative health. Instead of going for a fellowship, which could have put me on a really great career path with my program and being a medical science liaison, I picked holistic nutrition as my path. And then I ended up opening a lifestyle medicine sanctuary and it was a beautiful 4,000 square feet facility. And I saw hundreds of people that I was able to help and counsel there. We had everything. We had an organic food cafe, red light therapy, infrared, uh, aerial yoga, all different types of yoga, meditation. We had functional workouts, just you name it. And like I put all of that together and then something shifted because there's hundreds of people that come there and their lives were changed from chronic illnesses. like. People were getting off medications. They didn't need surgery. They were feeling so much better. And all just through alternative medicine and alternative health, right? That was my biggest like shifting point where I was like, I'm not going back to this other life and other way of looking at things. And then all that kind of trickled down. I was going through a bad phase in my first marriage. And then I had to leave the center. I had to shut it down. I came back to U.S. and got back into corporate healthcare. Again, I wasn't living my dharma of how my soul's ev evolution should have been. And I was going back to something that didn't serve me. So I got sick again. And that's when I realized that if I'm going to keep trading time for money, I'm not going to get anywhere. So I went down the rabbit hole of wealth creation. And how investments and alternative investments and the returns, people don't know that financial freedom or financial independence is not just not having any debt and having tons of money. It's not like that. Your numbers from your investment and your returns from the investment has to make sense compared to your debt. And then as long as you're doing the velocity of money and the numbers game right, you can still be financially independent, which means your day-to-day -day bills are paid and you're not trading time for money. Now you're just truly living your dharma and your passion. And then you have extra money from different things coming in to pay your base bills. That's the formula that is two big illnesses. And both times I was bedridden for almost three to four months. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, you've gone through it. You've gone through ups and downs with your health and figuring out things with your finances as well. And it sounds like you've really put together a formula, which you and your partner walk people through at the Red Pill Experience. And so yeah, for our listeners tuning in, I, I highly recommend we'll include it here in the show notes. Matthew, what's the website for them? You can mention it real quick. Sure. It's rpxpretreat.com and all the info is on there. About the retreat, there is a great two-minute video. I really invite everyone to watch that because that'll give them a little feel of everything that we've talked about. And then just uh, reach out to us and we'll be able to help you.
And uh, this is going to be a life-changing retreat again in March. Really amazing high-level people and amazing experiences, amazing food, amazing location. It's in San Diego. So rpxpretreat.com. Beautiful. Thank you again for sharing with us. And as we wrap up here, any final comments you want to leave our audience with? I really, truly enjoyed the show. And for the audience, I would say whatever you're doing, just evaluate. If this is 2023 and 2024 is coming. And what is it that you can do different next year? What are you calling more of? What are, what are you creating? in 2024 just like do a little inner work and self-reflection this is the the best time of the year to do that yeah thank you so much it definitely is i know i'm taking some time to do that myself and i believe many high performers do they're not focused party they're focusing on the preparation one thing that i want to mention here briefly as we wrap up is you shared in the green room that you and your partner are taking the month of december off per se like many people do you actually took a little time to strategize in November so that you could be productive through December, maybe a little time holidays, but you want to hit the ground running in 2024. And I do see that that's a pattern clue for success of many high performers is they don't take their foot off the gas for an entire month ahead of time. And actually they double down on the time where oftentimes other people would do that. So it's really, uh, I just want to share that teaching point because I found that very interesting when you share that with me. Yeah, I've been doing that for a couple of years now since I've been full-time entrepreneur. I usually prepare like December is my reflection month, but at the same time, I'm preparing for uh, new strategic partnerships for January of 2024, like really sitting down and mapping out my year, what it's going to look like, what conferences I'm attending, where I'm speaking, where I'm going to be a presenter or trade show owner, like just different things. It's like, it's so important to recalibrate all that in December. Definitely. This is the time. And by the time this gets published, it will already be in, in January going into February. But nonetheless, I hope our listeners here did that work. If not, the second best time to bond the tree is right now. <laughs> Get out to the Red Pill Experience. Check out the link here in the show notes and reach out to Dr. Nancy and her partner if you're uh, wanting to learn more. Thank you for being a guest on our show today. And we'll call thank it a wrap. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. It was such a pleasure being on it.